This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is the finisher, and I'm the greeter this morning. Anyone at home like to say good morning? Good morning. Anyone at home like to say good morning this morning? <laughs> good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is the finisher. Who is that? Good morning, Jesus. May it God morning. Good morning, Yvonne. All is well with me. Hope all is well with you. Yeah. Great. Great. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. You doing well? I sure am. How about you? Me also. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great day. You too. Any other victors like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, everyone. It's Carla. Good morning, Carla. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, great. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Good morning. Good morning, Pretty Patrice. Are you doing a prayer this morning? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. You do the same. Thanks. Anyone else like to say good morning? Happy Tuesday, family. Nikisha. Happy Tuesday to you, Nikisha. Have a great day. Have a great day, Word Princess. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is the finisher, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Anyone else like to say good morning?
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is the finisher, and I'm the greater this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Monique. Good morning, uh, Monique. Good morning. Good morning. This is Denise. Good morning, Denise. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Oh, good morning. It's Priscilla. Good morning, Priscilla. (laughs) Happy Tuesday to you. Same to you. Thank you. Good morning, Deborah Evans is here. Good morning, morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. (laughs) Have a great day. Likewise. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is the finisher, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Anyone else like to say good morning before I get started? Okay, it's time to move on to the next seminar of the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can be seen. Hello, my name is Tarina, a.k.a. The Finisher, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer calls that meet Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to stay with us for the rest of the month for the monthly theme entitled Open Heaven. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. There are two announcements today. Please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor Laverne Jones tonight right here on this call from 7 to 8 p.m. P.M. Pacific Time. Second, if you've been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There is no prayer request from the app. Declaration will be by Dion, praying a corporate praise, pretty Patrice, and then we go right into closing comment hosted by Declare Dion. I repeat, declaration, Dion, praying and corporate praise, pretty Patrice, and then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare Dion. The scripture for today is Isaiah 45, 8. Rip down, O heavens, from above. And let the clouds pour down righteousness. Let the earth open up and salvation bear fruit. And righteousness spring up with it. I, 
the Lord have created it. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to please check your phone to make sure it's on mute. I now pass the call over to Declare. Dion, have a great and wonderful day, everyone. Amen, amen, and amen again. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Um, praying that you had a peaceful rest and that you are prepared to face today in victory and in triumph with your heart and your mind regulated by the power of our sovereign God. I'm praying this morning that his heart uh, is blessed by your obedience this morning. Hallelujah. Just for jumping on the line this morning. Um, super excited about what God is doing, um, about where he is taking us. And more than anything, just grateful that I know that we serve uh, a risen and a true Savior, that he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And yeah, I'm excited this morning. Praise God. Excited this morning just to be in the number. I kid you not. I, I just woke up this morning with a very grateful, grateful heart. I want to make a just a quick reminder for us to be mindful and to be careful uh, that our phones are on mute just to protect the integrity of the call and um, just hopeful this morning that you and your heart and your minds are ready to receive something from the Lord. Aren't you glad that he didn't just die for us? Hallelujah. He died as us. That means that everything that you were fighting and struggling against, uh, everything that you uh, couldn't get done on your own, everything that you had been guilty of in the past, that because he died for us, as us, you are now considered not guilty. Thank you so much, Sharina, for uh, doing what you do. I appreciate you. Um, just want to give a couple of quick reminders. Again, we are going to Chicago March the 12th and the 13th um, to meet with uh, Brother Phil for, um, it's a, I wouldn't really call it a conference. We, it, we have an experience. That's what I'll call it. Uh, we'll be going for uh, the 2020 um, deliverance experience, and it is it's more like a, a boatload of worship boatload of prayer, praise, and instruction, and it is with a lot of really fiery, fiery people, people who just believe God, who love God, and who are the called according to his purpose, and they know it, um, who are appreciative of being the called out ones and or the sent ones, and so I just want to um, I don't want anybody to say, how come I didn't know, how come you didn't tell us? Uh, we're going. Um, that's again March the 12th and 13th. We are trying to book the rooms and get that out of the way. And we also only have a limited amount of space. So if that's something that you're interested in, please don't hesitate to respond to the thread in the victory room. Um, again.
again, I posted a link on yesterday um, of a young lady that's local right here from the Bay Area. As a matter of fact, she went to Tanya's father's church. Um, you guys know I say often God doesn't just tell us um, single things individually. I'm not that smart. Uh, I, I know some stuff, but I don't know nearly as much as the Holy Spirit does. And I'm grateful that God tells his people the same things at the same time. Um, her name is Sharon. So you'll notice that I invited her to the room on yesterday. And wouldn't it be just like God to take something familiar um, and, and do a reintroduction? Um, the Lord began to teach to her about the courts of heaven and the different realms of the courts and so there is a book in the victory room you can buy it on amazon um, i would encourage you to do so um, as we are beginning to move into kingdom living and kingdom vernacular kingdom language um, it's always good to have tools and resources so that again number one you just don't take my word for it but how many of you know god's voice echoes all over the world there's not a place where he is not sovereign there's not a place where he is not the great redeemer there's not a single place where he is not the king of kings and the lord of lords so i, I just want to um encourage you get the book know the information for yourself if you've not gotten the book by robert henderson um and and started to study on your own. I know that we're doing this work here individually, um, and and soon we will actually be having court sessions. So I'm excited about that. But she'll be teaching on the call in the in the very near future. I'm just excited about the freedom that God is hand. It's like He is hand picking uh, what to give me to give to us, right? So I'm really, really excited about that. I feel very favored uh, that he would be kind enough to consider us in our hunger and our thirst. There's someone who still needs to mute their line. I can hear bye you bye. wrestling in the back. And whoever just said bye-bye, um, I heard you. So if you'd be kind enough to mute your line, that would be super sweet and nice and kind. We would appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Um, amen. So uh, we are in the, the trading portion of the courts. And we've already talked about um, the, the whole idea of Tyre. Okay, wait, let me try to find this noise because it's wearing me out. One moment. Okay. Um, for anyone that somebody that's uh, managing the board, if you can, there's there's still that that background noise. It sounds like they may have gotten it now. But if you would just be mindful of the board, just to keep the the playback solid for us. Amen. So we we talked originally about the trading. Thank you very much. The trading floor. Uh, of Tyre, that initial teaching was Ezekiel 28, 16 through 18. That was dealing with our money. 
how we feel about our money. That was dealing with being, um, I'm going to say it just like this, being a thief and not tithing. That was dealing with offering. That was dealing about everything with finances, resources. I'm going to just rattle off a couple of additional scriptures. Second Kings 11 and 1. These are just reference scriptures for you. Uh, Second Chronicles 23 and 11. Second Chronicles 24 and 6. Um, please, in your leisure, uh, take the time uh, to take a look at that. And I'm, I'm sorry, that was uh, Ophelia that was uh, dealing with um, manipulation. It was right in the midst of the Jezebel uh, anointing. I mean, I'm sorry, the Jezebel trading floor. My apologies. Then we, we talked about uh, the Cain uh, trading floor, and that was the, the spirit of murder, and um, that was bitterness and anger, that was resentment and uh, gossip, that was unforgiveness, um, dishonor, not, not having um, a desire to um, honor and respect leadership and or protocol. That was the lack of a mindset of maintaining or looking out for uh, your brothers, your sisters, the sons of strangers, those that are lost out in the world and don't have access um, or don't have somebody praying or interceding. Then we talked about the Delilah trading floor. That's Judges 16 and 12. We talked about seduction, pleasure, gratification, and the theft of destiny, right? The theft of destiny. Um, and, and today, we are going to go a little bit deeper. Um, we're going to talk today about Leviathan. Now, we know uh, Brother Phil has come and shared with us about Leviathan on another level, right? So we talked about um, some of the attributes of um, what it looks like to be on the operating floor or the trading floor uh, of, of heaven. And so in an effort to do that, we have to know what we are praying for, what we are fighting against, what we are uh, uh, up against. But isn't it nice to know this? Listen, that because God is the greatest power, we can never be defeated because God is the greatest power. We can never be defeated. I thank God this morning for John 16, uh, 14, no, 16 and 26, I believe. I'm going to look it up just to be sure. But knowing, um, it might be 26, 14. Either way, knowing that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things, right? The Holy Spirit will begin to illuminate. The Holy Spirit will begin to connect us. Uh, the Holy Spirit will um, begin to guide us, especially when we start to surrender and submit our lives to the King of Kings, right, to the Lord of Lords. Now, what I've learned as I've begun to grow and, and really, like, for real, quit playing with this thing because I've had uh, seasons where I did, right? And I've, I've had seasons uh, where I wasn't all in, right? I've had seasons where I didn't 
um, is fourteen twenty six. My bad, y'all. I just want to make sure. Um, I've had seasons where, in fact, I didn't have the capacity. I still need you to mute your phone. Still need you to mute your phone, please, ma'am, please, sir. So I've had seasons where um, I wasn't willing to do the work. I've had seasons where um, I was afraid or ashamed because of my history. I was ashamed or afraid because of the things of my past that did not allow me um, the, the liberty. I didn't understand that no matter what I had done, no matter where I had been, no matter what my experience is, that the cross canceled everything, right? That grace and mercy were put in place because he already knew that there was a plan for my life, right? And so I, I, before we begin, I want to implore you to understand it is impossible to be good enough, right? It is impossible to do everything right. It is impossible to be perfect, right? Instead of seeking perfection, um, my prayer is that you would seek excellence and excellence in him. They are two very different things. One will provoke performance. The other will provoke pursuit, right? So when you are not performing for God and you begin pursuing God, he begins to push you into the direction of your purpose, right? When we're not performing for God, right? I, I, don't, I don't know about any of you guys, but for me, for many years, because I didn't realize that that's what it was, I had a per performance-based relationship with God. The expectation was the more I did right, the more he would love me. The expectation was the less I failed, the more he was glorified. Well, the reality is this. That's a lie. <laughs> right? That, that's not the truth. Right? And so, so as we begin to walk into, and, and even I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that um, the Lord has corrected how I interpret things or how I understand things as it relates even to the gift of prophecy. For years, uh, we have been prophesied to uh, for shaming purposes for years. And I'm going to get back to Leviathan in one second, but I feel led to say this. Uh, there's somebody on the line and you are in the process of trying to get everything right. You know, okay, I'm going to clean this up. I'm going to fix that up. I, I, let me tell you from experience, boo, I, you don't got to do that, <laughs> right? Come to him as you are. He absolutely adores you. He thinks that you are amazing. He has a, a plan for your life regardless of uh, anything that you said, anything that you've done, any time that you've blown it. I don't care if you were an addict. I don't care if you've been an adulterer. I don't care if you've been a murderer. I don't care if you mean, angry, nasty, and bitter. Let me help you understand something. He loves you. And based upon this word that we keep reading, he already knew you were going to be all those things. 
And so I just want to implore somebody. Uh, you are waiting for the right time to give everything to God. You are waiting to get everything cleaned up on your end. To God, my glory to God. You're waiting to get everything cleaned up on your end. I just want to tell you, you ain't got to do that, boo. <laughs> Straight up. All you got to do is put one foot in front of the other foot and keep going. Amen. Hallelujah. Put one foot in front of the other one and just keep going. Hallelujah. Now, um, again, we've touched on Leviathan on the call a time or two or three. Um, but how many of you know that Leviathan is just another uh, a name or a, a descriptive persona of the enemy or the brother of the accuser or Satan or the devil or um, the evil one, right? There, there is a trading floor for that too. <laughs> right there is a trading floor for that. And so the whole idea or identity of Leviathan is caught up in gossip, deception, um, uh, defiance. Uh, he is unable to tell the truth. Once, once we begin to understand that piece right there, he, he cannot... Uh, authenticate anything. Everything about him is a replica. Everything about him is intrusive and divisive and um, an interruption to your grace, right? And so I'm going to read for you this morning, uh, Job, the 41st chapter. Now, you know, again, normally I don't do a whole bunch of reading, Um but in this series, because I want us to walk away with the information or the knowledge that nobody's making this up. I, I, I've shared with you guys several times that I've talked to pastors and teachers, preachers and leaders who do not believe in deliverance or who believe or are under the assumption that once you get saved, everything that you're dealing with, everything that you struggle with is all covered under the blood. Now, don't misunderstand. It is, but it does not mean that we don't have an enemy to fight. It does not mean that we should not be aware or abreast of what's going on in right in in the outside realms, right? In the earth, because the enemy was given dominion in the earth, or he was given uh, authority in the earth with specific things, right? So we know we fight atmospheric things. So Job 41 can you pull in Leviathan with a fish hook? Now, this is God talking to Job. This is very near the end of his life being full of calamity and trauma, having been offered up to the enemy as uh, a, a testament of how great he is, and this is talking about God, how great he is, and that Job would never curse him. This was one of those moments where Job uh, had, had got on God's last nerve with his wan-wan. He had got on his last nerve with being a crybaby. He had been wore God's sin uh, with trying to figure out, what did I do? Why are you doing me like this? I should just die. Just forget it. Never mind. That sound familiar? I don't know. Why I got to go through all of this, right? And so now here it is that God is saying, can you pull in Leviathan with a fish hook or tie down his tongue with a rope? 
Can you put a cord through his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will it keep uh, begging? Will he keep? Will it keep begging you for mercy? Will it speak to you? I love how God calls uh, Leviathan it in this <laughs> in this particular text. Will it speak to you with gentle words? Will it make an agreement with you for you to take it as your slave for life? Right, so this is, I'm not going to read the entire thing, but you can. This is God's descriptive way uh, of talking about Leviathan and the fact that he was referring to him as a sea creature. He was referring to him to uh, being capable or able to slither and slip and slide, which is what the enemy does in each and every one of our lives. He has this way of easing his way into our lives. He has his way of slithering uh, from low places into our lives. Can you feel his hide with a harpoon? That means his skin is tough and it takes something strong to penetrate it. Uh, so you'll notice that uh, with people who are very proud, uh, people who are, are very bitter, where there's a root of bitterness, you notice that their skin and their, their heart shell is very crusty. It's hard to penetrate. This is likening uh, the spirit of pride to a sea creature also, right? Right? If you lay a hand on it, uh, you'll remember you'll remember the struggle and never do it again. So now here this is God telling him, you can try him if you want to, but if you don't have me backing you, if you don't have my power, if you aren't walking in my authority, you can't do nothing with Satan. Satan ain't afraid of you. He has figured out how to move around in your life. And listen, he makes his presence known. And this is God reminding him, I control all of this. You don't have the power. You don't have the authority. But in and through me, you have the ability to use your mouth to command the very hook of the Lord to pull Leviathan out of the dark places of your life, out of the hidden corridors of your heart, out of of the destructive areas and the demise of your life, and you then put Jesus back on the throne of your heart. You then put Jesus back in his place and position. I will not fail to speak of Leviathan's limbs, its strength, and its graceful form. Who can strip off its outer coat? Who can strip off its outer coat? Right? Who dares open the doors of its mouth, ridges about its fearsome teeth. So he even talks about the teeth of Leviathan. And, and you'll hear uh, Dr. Phil, as we call him, sometimes pray. We pray, God, that you would break the teeth of the enemy. The teeth represent everything that's in the mouth and hidden behind it. So that's that gossip and that slander. So in essence, it's God saying that the enemy has a desire to chew you up and spit you out. But if we crack the teeth of the enemy with the word and the power and the authority of God, uh, we are in the process of learning the language of the courts, of learning heavenly vernacular. You know how a lot of times when we pray, especially when you don't have a bunch of words behind it, we are praying what is called a miss. We are praying random prayers that make random errors uh, maintain in our lives, right? But when we know how to speak specifically to a thing, it begins to break down the very coat or the, the, the very hooks 
the very uh, nostrils of the enemy, even the breath he breathes in your life with the gossip, the slander, the accusations, the attempts to defame your character, all of this, uh, that whole 41st chapter is referring to that, right? It's back has rows of shields tightly sealed together. Each is so close to the next that no air can pass between them. When you hear things like that, you begin to say, may the very breath of God penetrate the scales of Leviathan. May he breathe into uh, the tight scales in his back. May he begin to loosen it up with his word in the name of Jesus. This is what we pray when we pray for hearts of people who are dealing with pride and dealing with um, demonic influence because what's happened is uh, the scales that are surrounding their hearts as a result of the enemy's attack, the enemy's uh, uh, vicious, vehement uh, uh, bites and chews on their life, right? Their heart becomes hard and begins to resemble their father, <laughs> right? Now, we thank God for the truth of the word of God, right? We thank God that we can learn the word of God and begin to abolish the lies of the enemy. So again, that Job 41, um, I want you to go back and read it and really, because so, you need to be able to identify when the enemy is on your head, period. You need to know what tactics he's using. Uh, if the Lord leads you to one of those scriptures, now, without that information, you wouldn't even know how to interpret that. I know I wouldn't have. I was just like, this is weird. Why is all of this in here? <laughs> this is pretty peculiar, and I don't know why I'm talking about Leviathan and who is Leviathan anyway. Or you will hear us um, for some of the more seasoned intercessors you will hear us mention Leviathan, and we should, we, but only in penetrating the scales of Leviathan, breaking his teeth, uh, breaking down his armor, because in this whole passage, you'll notice the characteristics, the makeup, and the build of the enemy. When you know the characteristics, the makeup, and the build of the enemy, you now have the ability to go in and attack him in the weaker places with our prayers, right? You now have the ability to shoot your arrows or your harpoons, right, on target and not way down the street somewhere. Amen. He is the twister of words, right? Um, he is the father of lies and gossip. He is the perverter of truth, right? Whenever you lie uh, to make others think more highly of you, right? Whenever you seek the approval of men, this is a um, an influence of Leviathan. You are in a demonic trading court. You are on the demonic trading floor. Uh, whenever you exaggerate to give yourself a better appearance, when you put the two on the 10 for no reason, when you name drop him and you express and speak to everyone around how great and fabulous you are, there is an influence of Leviathan that you have to deal with and you can only deal with it through prayer. Right? When you deceive, when you're deceptive, when you tell the, the permissible in your mind, little white lies, and you tell half truths, right? This is um, a, a result of hardened heart. This is a result of there might be a root of bitterness that you're struggling with. 
when you gossip for self-promotion or self-advantage or to gain um, someone else's trust or allegiance. That has a two-edged um, influence trading-wise, Leviathan and Jezebel, right? So now we're talking about um, demonic trading floors and how to restore them, right? Whenever you use information as a source of power, so blackmailing somebody, uh, kind of like the pastor uh, uh, who who has become famous and, a, and a, a brand new porn star here in the social media world, right? So I'm sure that that man had no idea. Now, of course, exposure coming to the house, right? And it's necessary to restore things back to order, but I'm sure that that young lady had an agenda, had an objective. And even if she didn't, um, I don't know that he would have volunteered simply just to be recorded just on on GP. So uh, I need you to get, when you do things like that and use them and hold them over people's heads, um, that is uh, a, an influence of Leviathan. When you cheat on tests, exams, um, to appear better than you actually are, to boost your intellect, um, whenever you hold truth, uh, to give yourself an advantage when you're not honest, when you do not hold your hands wide open, uh, whenever you falsely or wear a, whenever you falsify or wear a mask, whenever you pretending, whenever you fronting, whenever you faking, whenever you extra, whenever you over the top, whenever you are exaggerated, uh, chances are there is an influence, right? So e even stuff like Facebook, we, we got to be careful. Uh, we got to be careful what we're sharing, right? We got to be careful what we're sending to people or inboxing. And I ain't saying don't have no fun. I, I'm not hot side, but I wasn't watching that video and I wasn't sending it to nobody. I did not want to be responsible for that. And I did not want to fight that demon because we already dealt with the whole Delilah thing, right? And so one of the things I want to say, just interject right here, put a pin in it, is when you know you struggle with a thing, some things you just don't get involved with because you know it's your trigger, right? So if you know you've been um, fighting masturbation, if you know you've been struggling with porn and a porn addiction, even little stuff like that, even though everybody's talking about it, you have to be very, very, very careful because it will then begin to pull you back into things that God has already delivered you from. Um, I just felt led to say that right there because I know it messed my thought process up, um, you know, with how freely it was shared. I was trying my hardest to avoid it because I know me. I know my history. I know the things that I fight. I know the things that I struggle with. And because of where I have to go, I can't afford to do that, right? I can't afford to play with sexual in innuendos and things of that nature. Um, whenever, whatever you, uh, let me see. Okay. And, and so this, this particular, um, Part of the teaching is talking about Facebook, right? Um, it's talking about um, how we, a lot of times, will use social media to gain something um, that, in essence, often isn't real, right? Um, that whole atmosphere, because it's cyberspace, it draws and attracts certain things. 
So we have to be mindful. We technically have to um, manage effectively the things that we do socially. It's, it's pretty important um, because you can start out. What I've noticed here lately, um, just the last couple of weeks, a lot of witches um, and warlocks and like high-end masons have been friend requesting me, which is really weird. It's brand new. Um, I even had a, an experience on, on yesterday that I told you guys about, and it was demonic in nature, the entire thing, and it was based on Facebook. It weirded me out a little bit. Um, and so I, I just want us to be mindful of what we are bringing in. Let me read to you Psalm 74, um, and you can read the entire thing, but Psalm 74, verses 13 um, through 23, or Psalm, I'm sorry. It was you that split open the sea by your power. You broke the head of the monster in the waters. It was you who crushed the head of Leviathan and gave it as food to the creatures of the desert. It was you who opened the springs and the streams, and you dried up the ever-flowing rivers. The day is yours, and yours also the night. You established the sun. You established the moon. Right? So this is, <clears throat> this is David <coughs> writing songs about what he knew to be true um, about the enemy, about what he knew to be true about the boundaries that the enemy had. And remember how the enemy has mocked you, Lord. Um, how foolish people have revel, uh, rivaled your name. Do not hand over the life of your dove to this wild beast. Um, do not forget the lives of your afflicted people forever. Have regard for your covenant because, uh, have regard for your covenant because hunt, because Haunts of violence fill the dark places of the land. Do not let the oppressed retreat in disgrace. May the poor and the needy praise your name. Rise up, O God, and defend your cause. Remember how fools mocked you all day long. Do not ignore the clamor of your adversaries, the uproar of your enemies, which rise continually. Now, this is David saying, get them, Lord. Right, this is one of them sickum prayers, <laughs> and we we often hear. Um, I know I did probably. I, I was I would heal hear um, feel pray, and he would refer to um, the wild beast and how um, he would ask the Lord to uh, subdue the wild beast. Right, so again, this is kingdom language. This is kingdom vernacular. This is not just like guesswork, but this is literal Bible dialogue, right? And so as an intercessor, it is, it's imperative that we know who and what we're addressing when we're addressing it. It's really important that you know the word of God on another level so that you can pray succinctly and rhythmically and deliberately, right? Um. You also have to keep in mind that uh, the enemy's role and responsibility is to do all that he can to belittle you, right? All that he can. Um, I, I'm going to lead into this. So now we're dealing with the Apollyon um, trading floor, the Apollyon trading floor. 
Um, you may never have heard about it, uh, may never have stopped at that particular name uh, in, in reading. Um, but the more I delve into um, the truth of these things I just didn't know, um, names and things that I had never paid attention to become a lot more relevant. So yesterday I said, once upon a time I used to skip past the this one begot that one and this one begot that one and this one begot that one. Uh, Stephen Garner was here a couple of years ago. If you not followed him, that's the deliverance. Um, I think it's this weekend, as a matter of fact, this weekend approaching. Stephen Garner will be in the Bay Area. He's an amazing, prolific teacher uh, with regard to deliverance. And if you know you're drawn to it, um, I'd absolutely encourage you to go. It's in the city of Berkeley if you're here in the Bay Area. Um, but as he began to break down all the differences in the tribes, I was like, whoa, you know, and I had studied, but I didn't understand to what degree we should study to understand the differences in what we're fighting, all like Hittites and the Jebusites and, you know, all those different things that were contrary, their practices, their methods, their culture, get this. So even in um, the Lord saying we are in the world, but not of the world, right? that it is our responsibility not to comply to culture, but to conform it with our lifestyle, right? To infiltrate it with those that we surround ourselves with, right? And so in so doing, we learn that culture has always impacted things, right? Culture, no matter what, kingly culture, uh, Jewish culture, uh, Hebrew culture, uh, the, the different tribes, the, the different levels of understanding, right? And so the more that we go into the truth of God's word, we understand how everything that we practice currently is based on someone else's truth, right? Everything that we are looking at in the world and in the culture is, is based on what has become the societal norm, right? What has become um, the thing that we use as our, our judge or our, uh, our scale. And you know what I'm going to do as I'm looking at the time? I'm going to wait on the uh, Apollyon to, until tomorrow um, because it's important. It talks about... Um, people that oppose the gospel. You know how you had a Facebook argument <laughs> where people say they they Christians and you'd be like, uh, I'm confused. But what I am gonna do is is this. I'm gonna do this Python. Let me I'm gonna I'm gonna skip. I'll go back to Apollyon because it's gonna take a little while. Um this one is specific, Python, Acts sixteen and sixteen. And you can read it in your leisure. Acts sixteen and sixteen. Um Python seeks to squeeze the life out of ministry, right? Python seeks to squeeze the life out of ministry. Um, and I, I wanted to say that one behind Leviathan for that reason, because they are both extremely de uh, demonic in nature, but they are similar in characteristics, um, similar in impact. Um, Paul and Silas, they're in prison. Uh, once we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. 
right? Um, she earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling and soothsaying. We've heard this passage over and over again. Uh, she followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. So, so now one of the things about this, uh, that Python uh, spirit is it will follow you around and be antagonistic. Uh, Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and he said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar. Uh, by advocating customs unlawful for us as Romans to accept or practice, right? So we just talked about the culture. The culture is the thing that will mess you up technically, right? The crowd then joined and attacked against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and to be beaten with rods. After that, they had been severely flogged, they were then thrown into prison, and the jailer who commanded the guard, uh, who was commanded to guard them carefully. When he had received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in their socks. Right? He put them in the inner cell. Now, mind you, again, we're talking about trading floors. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, singing hymns God, uh, to God, and the prisoners were listening. Suddenly, uh, there was a violent earthquake, and the foundations of the prison were shaken all at once. The prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains were shaken off at that one time, right? And the jailer woke up, and when he saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. Amen. And so... um that passage of scripture, right? So it, it prophesies or it talks about um, how the spirit of Python comes to distract you or to tear down your idea or your identity as it relates to prophecy for money and favor. So if you prophesy for favor and for money, you might be dealing with the spirit of uh, Python, right? Uh, Python also seeks to squeeze the life out of your ministry. Python is also dealing directly with divination and witchcraft and tarot cards and palm reading and personality tests and all of the rest of the stuff. All of that stuff uh, is, is usually what lends to um, you and, and the exchange, right? We especially repent for our bloodlines depending on that whole thing, the selfish ambition, uh, reasons to uh, prevent occupations. Uh, we also keep our minds focused on the fact that we are responsible for living in righteousness and truth. When we prophesy for money and favor, we are 
extorting kingdom gifts and talents. And there's a very fine line between prophecy and soothsaying. And if you're not careful on the trading floors and you are not in the right trading fields, you will find yourself leaning toward or gravitating toward uh, the applause or approval or affirmation of men, which is, again, why I wanted to come on the heels of that whole Leviathan thing. We have to be careful that even in our gifts and our talents, we're not getting puffed up. We're not getting over the top with ourselves because we might be on the wrong trading floor as a result to who we think we are in the kingdom. And when we start using, um, which has happened, it is the culture for people to tell you they need a $10,000 honorarium to show up to preach the free gospel, when in fact, uh, our provision comes from God, our provision. And I'm not saying be an unwise business person or an unwise uh, uh marketeer, but what I am saying is that we cannot begin to exchange our gifts given by God to exploit people or extort people of money. Uh, whenever we are cooperating with fear, right, we allow the life to be squeezed out of us. Whenever we uh, back down, when God has given us a word to say, when God has given us instructions and we don't do what it is that he said, right, we, when, whenever we don't uh, uh, cast out demons, and you know all of us are really deliverance workers, whether or not you, you know it, but when we're not dealing with a demon, you, you let a demon sit right in your lap and you ain't going to say nothing, that's the spirit of Python, Right? Like, you know there's demonic activity. You don't even have the wherewithal or the sense enough to pray when, when, in fact, God has given you authority. God has given you power. God has given you a right, right? Whenever you try to be antagonistic to those who are ministering, right, when you are being condescending or you shooting lugs while they preaching or you throwing off from the pulpit, something happened, somebody said something to you, and here you go picking and poking and uh, making rude and snide posts on Facebook trying to antagonize uh, the man or the woman of God. When you taunt God's servants, when you uh, are, are teasing or laughing at the people of God as they're ministering, uh, it may not be for you specifically, but we, we learn to keep our mouths off of God's people. Um, ultimately, whenever you try to restrict, uh, restrain, hold on to, uh, distract, frustrate the gifts of God from moving around or operating on kingdom agenda, you are dealing with a Python influence on the trading floor. And you need to get back on the appropriate trading floor and come out of those places. Um, usually the Python spirit, it, it attempts to prevent momentum, right? It prevents uh, it, is, it is sent to prevent uh, a particular territory being occupied, right? It is usually uh, uh, sent in an effort to tear down things, squeeze out things. And so it is our responsibility to not only be aware of it, but also 
if in fact that's in your bloodline, you do our, our confessions, right? You go through your process of, I confess that the spirit of Python um, and, and the accusations, the attributes of that Python spirit, you confess them as sin and you ask for the blood of Jesus to cover the sin and the consequence. You ask for those sins and consequences to be blotted out of the book of heaven and out of the book of hell in an effort to restore peace and, and oneness and unity and encouragement and not be um, a distractor or an accuser of the brethren through wanting to squeeze out or extract ministry out of people. And so we'll go a little bit further uh, right after Pretty Praise. Go ahead, Pretty. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we glorify you this morning. We thank you, God, for waking us up this morning, God. We thank you for the breath of life, oh God, for the activity of our limbs, oh God, for us being in our right mind, oh God, for us being able to receive all that you have for us on this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for our eyes being opened, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. We glorify you, God, this morning. Oh, Heavenly Father, we ask, oh God, that you forgive us for our sins, oh God, that that we are aware and that that we are not. We thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah, that you watched over us last night, God, that you let no hurt, harm, or danger come nigh to us or to our dwelling places, oh God. We pray for those that are sick in their mind, sick in their bodies, sick in their spirit. We come against the spirit of confusion. We come against the spirit, the Leviathan spirit, oh hallelujah, the Python spirit. Oh God, anything that is not like you, we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. We place the blood of Jesus over each and every head post, door post of everyone on declare victory in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare and decree we are the righteousness of God. Our bloodlines depend on you, oh Heavenly Father. We thank you now, God, for wisdom. We pray for wisdom on this morning. Oh, hallelujah. We bless your holy name. Thank you, God. Thank you, oh God, for all that we have heard. Thank you, God, for all that we have received, oh God. We ask, oh God, if there be anything, oh God, that is on our bloodlines, that is cursing our families, all the way back to our mothers, all the way back to our fathers, all the way back to our grandparents, all the way back to Adam and Eve, in the mighty name of Jesus, we rebuke it right now. We ask it be removed off of our bloodlines, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Have your way in our lives, oh God. Stir up the gifts, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Continue to use us for your glory, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray for those that are in government, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, that someone that knows you, God, 
someone that believes in the word of God, that believe in your truth, oh God, will guide us into uh, new passageways, oh God, new areas, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that they will rule over us with a sharp rod, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We pray for our children, oh God, and our grandchildren, oh God, as they go to school, oh God, open up their eyes and ears of understanding, oh God, so that they can receive everything that their teachers have for them, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We pray for the teachers, oh God, the principals, oh God, the assistants, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for them. We pray for pastors, oh God, and bishops all over the nation, oh God, for evangelists, oh God, all the ministry, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Bring forth laborers into their vineyards, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, so that we can build a kingdom. Oh, hallelujah, your kingdom, oh God, hallelujah. We pray for those that are in the military, oh God. We thank you for their, um, their courage, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for their sacrifice, hallelujah. Hallelujah, watch over them, oh God. Bring them home safely, oh God. Let their minds be on you, God, as they go and stand in the gap for us, oh God. We thank you for them, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for Dion, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask, oh God, that you continue to use her for your glory, God, that you cover her mind and you cover her body and you cover her spirit, oh God as she go into the highways and byways, oh God, as she go into the heavenlies, oh God, and the courts, oh God, and learn more of you, oh God, as she go after that, then we follow her, oh God, and go in and study to show ourselves approved, oh God, and find out for ourselves what she's talking about in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for Robert Henderson, oh God, in the name of Jesus, as he's been teaching on this and for nine years, oh God, and we thank you, God. We thank you, God, for your word, God. We thank you for wisdom, oh God. We thank you for the heavenlies, oh God, for open heaven, God. We thank you for the courts, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every family represented on Declare Victory, oh God. I pray, oh God, that you continue to watch, God. I pray, oh God, that you continue to rule, rest, rule, and abide in each and every declare victory caller, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And I pray, oh God, that you will use each and every one of us to be an example and a light to our families and our friends, oh God, and that you will use us to go out into the hedges and the highways, oh God, and compel men and women to say, what must I do to be saved? Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We love you, God. We need you, and we stand on your holy word. And as we prepare to collectively take our phones off of mute and give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor that you so deserve, oh God. Hallelujah. I just want you to know, oh God, 
Everybody, this is Barbara Miss Dion. Hey, Barbara. 
All right. Well, amen, amen, and amen again. Some of you may ask, why do we take the time to say uh, good morning every day? And <clears throat> why is it so important? I remember when the call first started, um, it was one of the things that I think kind of happened naturally. But what I realized is sometimes you'll go through the course of your day and don't nobody say nothing to you. <laughs> don't nobody acknowledge that you exist. So it's just nice to be acknowledged as a person, as a person who is worthy of being um, just acknowledged, that's all. And then for the folks that are newer to the call, um, you may wonder why we have corporate or collective praise. And I promise you, when we first started doing it, it weirded me completely out. Um, you'd have to know me to understand. <laughs> Um, and, and just how sensitive my ears are completely freaked me out. But today, um, six years later, I understand why we do it. That sound is what the Father speaks. And what, what we notice is the greater the sound, the greater the saturation of his presence. The greater the saturation of his presence, the more likely his glory will show up. When his glory shows up, everything has to change. Amen. So. There are some people that literally hang up, and I, I understand, because if you don't have the capacity um, to experience the weight of his glory, it is the easiest thing to do. But when you want to experience his power in your life, his power rests in his glory. Now, the beautiful thing is he gave his glory to us. Did y'all know that? I didn't know that. I'm just keeping one on it. I had no clue of that. I was like, he give his glory to us. Wait, what happened? Oh, watch out now. I'm about to turn up. <laughs> Amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary with regard to the declaration this morning? Anyone? Hi, this is Pam. Can you guys hear me okay? We can hear you fine, girl. Cool. I'm talking low because I'm at work, but I just wanted to say um, good morning, Pastor Dion. Good morning, family. And when you were just saying that part about the corporate prayer, I just want to share for anyone who might be fairly new to the call, too. Um, I've been on the call for about, I don't know, three, four years now. I can't believe it. Wow. Um, praise God. But um, when I first got on the call, the corporate prayer was my most, um, Lord, forgive me, annoying part. I would, I would, I'd like, just like, was like, okay, whatever. I went from that to it being my favorite part being one of my favorite parts of the call um, because God's glory, I mean, it just, it, it really does saturate um, when we lift him up. So I just wanted to share that. Going on mute. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that, Pam. <laughs> and it's the truth. He used to get on my nerves. I can't lie. I cannot tell a lie. So I just, I just wanted to, to express that for the people that are newer and didn't really understand why we did it. Because um, I remember, hey, Tan, do you remember when we like accidentally did it? She might be at the gym, so she might not be able to answer me. Like it was a, it was a, well, it wasn't an accident. You know, yes, I, I remember. Um, <laughs> um, and it's really funny, you guys, is that when I look back at where we are today. Man. What? And how we got there. Um, <clears throat> all it, We only had a goal to pray. Dion tricked me into teaching every single day for probably a year and a half, and we were doing the call seven days a week. 
-hmm. but it was very necessary. And then slowly but surely others started to step up. But we started the corporate praise. It was completely by accident because we were so, Dion and I are, you know, but we, we are, we're, been baptized in the Holy Spirit for it for years. And so we were very, very careful. We wanted to be able to create an environment for people that wasn't super churchy because we're, we weren't a church. We're not, we're still not professing to be a church, like an organized church. Right. Um, and so we were very, very careful. There was no speaking in tongues. You better put yourself on mute or hang up. Um, you know, there was, it was just really, and especially doing the corporate praise part, it just kind of morphed like the entire it was god's plan the whole time but there was never we never had a plan to do anything other than pray that's it and some of the times i mean (laughs) in our prayer dion like we had some amazing moments um remember remember the time where we we all it was this laughter thing that happened do you remember that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. could not stop laughing And it was Mm -hmm. just the Lord um, demonstrating how the joy of the Lord um, is our strength. Just like Mm -hmm. sometimes when you talk and get excited, you're not on mute, and you be having a whole conversation, you get super happy about that. Like right now, it's a whole conversation going on. But anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how it. it, I just know it just kind of morphed, and I'm just, I'm still amazed at what we are doing today. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's it's mind blowing. just the whole identity of the call has shifted so, but absolutely supernatural shifting. It's definitely not anything forced. Um, all the times we tried to quit, all the times we tried to hand it off, well, I did. Tanya didn't really. She she, she, <laughs> she did, but she didn't. <laughs> oh, yes, I did, because I thought it's a yeah. call. God gave you the assignment. He gave you the assignment. <laughs> And I'd be like, you lying, it's ours, quit playing. Yeah, but no, I, I, I get it. I'm I'm just grateful to still be here um, and grateful that you guys are still here and grateful to see lives being impacted still um, and it being a collective effort, right? That it's not just one person. There are so many of us that contribute to the success of people's lives growing. That's a big deal. Amen. Amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Anyone? Hey, uh, I have a commentary. Uh huh. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> and here it goes. Uh, that was probably um, one of, uh, in recent times, for me, one of the most enlightening because uh, you went down some of my actual checkoff list of some places where I currently am where I have been and where I've been delivered from and the whole, I can't say it real good, uh, piece. And it was, uh, uh, and it was, yeah, Leviathan. Leviathan, L-A-V. Leviathan. Leviathan. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, And so um, even now it, it, it has caused me to want to research to understand even deeper and how to apply it in those areas that I find myself a hundred percent guilty. Uh, and, and, and that's the conviction, not of Dion, but the conviction of the Lord. Cause all you did was right. present, uh, present the mail. You know what I mean? 
but it's my job to do the research and do the, the correct and let the Holy Spirit do the autocorrect uh, in that. So thank you. So that was really, really, and, and for the space that I'm in right now uh, with God, that was super duper. Thank you. Amen. And and FYI, I'm, I'm much better. I'm out of the hospital. Uh, I'm, I even they cleared me for work. I'm I'm at, I'm at work today. On, Yay! On my duty. I showed oh, ass yesterday. Yeah, well, I do so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Love you. Love you back. I know. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Amen. So Dion. now, Dion. Uh-huh. 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 Go ahead. Oh, no, this is Tracy. I just wanted to say, um, well, first of all, good morning again. And just thank you for your obedience and your teaching and how it's helped me a lot. I mean, I've been on the call with you guys, I think, shy of six months of it starting. And I, I, I see the growth and the change of how things have um uh, transpired on the call. I remember uh, you teaching a while back about the Python spirit and how people have gotten delivered on this call. I remember um, so many different um, levels or layers to this call and where we are now. And I'm just, I just want to say I'm grateful. I don't have too much to say. I'm just in listening mode and staying still. So just thank you for for being obedient. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, babe. Yeah, thank you for that. At the end of the day, I think that we all have a responsibility to lend to one another's lives. Plain and simple is to get and to become better by whatever means necessary. Amen? Like literally by whatever means necessary. That's all. However we have to do it. before I say anything else, anybody else? Anybody? Hey, Dion. Hey. I'm at work. I don't have no handicap stall. So like it, you know, at least in them, y'all could be doing it at this job. But you know what? Thank you, sis. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, reminded about that. I think you have to get ready and all the pre- preparation to make and all of that. Just this whole refresher. I'm like uh, Pastor uh, E.K. Sock. Doctor, I'm glad you're out of the hospital, bro. I love you. I'm like him. That refresher course um, was needed. So just thank you again for all that you have done in the six years that I've known you. Like, known you. I've known of you, but to really right. know you and be a victor, it's just dope. So just keep growing, keep going, um, and it's dope. Declare victory is like if you're not a victor, you you probably a sucker cuz. Okay, I'm going to go on mute because these kids coming in. <laughs> You crazy. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? So, so now that um, you know, for those of us that know, without a shadow of a doubt, that we are dealing with some hardness of heart, or um, dealing with some. Um, influence of Leviathan and his presence of, you know, not even being able to worship effectively, not being able to enjoy a worship service, not being able to go all in. 
Um, you're dealing with some scales and some hard chest cavity covering. Um, and, and literally what we do is we ask for the light of God's word to go to every dark place. And we ask for the wind of God to penetrate the scales of Leviathan. Those are literally sentences or phrases that we use to counter the attack of hardness of heart. The light of God's word, the truth of God's word, and the wind of God's word, or the breath of God's word to go to those places. You use your word, your sound, to declare your liberty, right? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, right? So, so when, we, when we deal with um, dark places or the enemy's attack, when we deal with um, th those places where we know that the word of God is not penetrating our hearts unto surrender or submission, it is imperative that we know the proper vernacular. We, we're not saying, Lord, have mercy, Jesus, uh, help me, Father God. We're not saying that. We are speaking to the problem as opposed to praying amiss. We got to remember that. Now that you are um, becoming aware of your kingdom inheritance and your kingdom heritage, you begin to speak like a king or a queen. We don't beg for anything. We command, we declare, we decree, and we delegate. We command, we declare, we decree, and we delegate. We command, we declare, we decree, and we delegate. We now have the right to authoritatively tell Leviathan to go to hell, literally, right? We now have been empowered with the truth of God's word, the light of God's word, the breath of God's word, and the wind of God's word to go to every place that is not aligned with the will of God for our lives, right? So learning the kingdom vernacular the authoritative decrees and declarations is the thing that will take you from being a pauper to being a king, a pauper to being a queen, or from being in the fields to being in the court. That's what the court of heaven is. It is trading your outfield experience with an inner court experience, right? So now we take away the power of the enemy to entangle us or ensnare us or capture or captivate the eyes of our understanding so that we are falling in line with the culture. One of the things the Lord really, really, really been dealing with me about how we have a tendency to fit in, right, instead of fitting out. So we, we have a tendency to intentionally try to blend in with what's going on already. Eh, wrong answer. We're not supposed to do that, right? He has given us liberty so that we can be liberated and so that we can liberate others. But when you don't know what walking in your freedom is, see, that's, that's where we get that, that hardness of heart. Because remember I said that the enemy is, Everything about him, he cannot authenticate or authentically do anything. Everything he does, uses, gives, shows, teaches, ensues is all mimic. That's why we sit in churches Sunday after Sunday where the people, 
that that's where like a hope becomes a necessity in church because that's all they've seen. But how many of you know, if you notice, if you pay attention to the ministries and the ministers, the people that minister the gospel that go from one extreme to the next, they sound nothing like um, something you've heard, the ones that go far. Does that make sense? Like T.D. Jakes, he is just he just Jakes, right? He just do his thing. Stevenson, he just does his thing. And sometimes he might holler and call you Applehead and all of the, you know, I listen to a lot of different teachers. Um, and the Lord broke it down to me like this. It doesn't, doesn't by any means make me a heretic or have me in a lost space. But he said, Dion, when you were in, in kindergarten, you had Miss Anna. That was your teacher. Right. Then you go to elementary school and you might have Miss Green and a teacher's aide. Then you go to middle school. And now you got three teachers. You got Mr. Johnson, that's your history teacher and your your core English teacher. And you got Miss April and she does X, Y and Z. You got three teachers. Then you get to uh, to high school. Now you got seven different teachers and usually teachers, aides or assistants. Now it's, you know, multiple people teaching or assisting you in teaching. Then you start getting tutors and, right, so now you got a plethora of teachers. And when you go to college, right, the, the difference is, see, in high school, everybody managed your bells ringing. When you get to college, you go to class or you don't. <laughs> right? It don't matter to them. Even You're going to go listen to the lecture. And then, you know, now now you got friends and resources and people around you beginning to pour into you. And um, now you start to get a peer group. And that peer group uh, is going to do one of two things. Either they're going to be the partying crew or they're going to be the ones that have a mandate or a mindset to, to be on the dean's list. Right. So then you start hanging out with scholars. Right. So your your language starts to change. You ever notice people, kids go away to college and they come back and they crisp, they brand new, they pristine, honey. They got it all together because their language is changing. Their exposure is changing. And so for some of us, we go to the same church Sunday after Sunday. After. I don't mean no harm. Now, I ain't saying nothing about your church home. Don't don't get it twisted. Not saying that. But what I am saying is that shouldn't be enough. Right. When you're in college, you spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on books. Right. And then, God forbid, if you're not getting it, um, I, I, I've watched Tanya get tutored in certain areas right now during school when she's not clicking. It's not clicking. So I need somebody to come in from outside and add to what I'm already getting so that I can get to the next place. I watched her go from struggling to striving. And then uh, there have been a few times on the call where we'll, we'll be having a discussion about something where once upon a time the exposure wasn't there, so she didn't have the language to put to it. Right now what we're getting is the language in a different on a different academic level. We've traded our mediocre, uh, basic, have faith. Uh, listen, I got that. I need to know how to increase it. I need to, now I need to know how to overcome some things. I believe, right? I, I, may, I may always be able to uh, uh, accept, take, or want a different hand in the increase of my faith, but at this point, I'm radically crazy faith, right? My, my faith is stupid. I believe God for ridiculous things. But I still need to know the language of the courts so that I can uh, literally start to command some things, right? Command, declare, decree, and delegate. 
you get that. Like, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Do not sit under the same ministry that does not operate in what you know God is pulling you to. If you know you have an unction um, and, and you feel in your spirit or your heart that deliverance ministry is for you and you don't have no deliverance ministry at your church, you need to study outside of your church and let God lead you in what to do thereafter. If you know that you operate in the prophetic, but you go to a church that does not operate in the pathetic, pathetic you are playing yourself. Right? It's like, it's like taking a plant that you get, planting it in the ground in the pot. Picture that. I went and bought a Christmas tree. It was in a pot. Took it home and I dug a hole, planted it in its pot. What will happen to it? That was a real question. Somebody can answer. It'll grow for a while, but then it'll get plot bound because the roots can't expand. And it'll stay in that state while it's watered. And if it doesn't get any more water, it'll die. That's all. I just don't want us to die when we have the possibility. Thank you, Brother Andrew. Dion, Dion, he, Andrew, you, yes. said, you said plot bound, right? Plot bound. The plot bound. I just want to make mm-hmm. Okay, plot bound. Okay, that'll mm-hmm. preach. Go ahead, dude. That will. <laughs> Come on. Right? And so, so we, Absolutely. somebody going to say something? So, so what, what I am believing and what I am sensing is God is trying to get you out of the pot. He's trying to get you out of the pot into the soil. Right? We, we at that place where yeah. we're... Go ahead. Somebody going to say something or was that an accident? That sounded like Jamila. Jamila, was that you? Accidentally came off mute. Mm-hmm. Amen. I heard you. you know, I know your voice, even though you just said, yeah. Anyway, um, so so this work, that, that whole, um, somebody going to say something? That all, that whole influence of Leviathan, that hardness of heart, that that barren place, that place where you seem like you you want to go in, you want to get closer, you want to spend more time with God, but you cannot get your footing. That that's where um, you start to number one because it's, it's straight up pride. One of the things about pride is the longer it sets in, the harder your heart gets especially when you don't know that it exists because pride is, is it's a creeping thing, right? It finds you in the cuts. Do you hear me? It is, it is the kind of thing that happens so slowly um, that you don't really recognize that you've been infiltrated. Um, and and the law, it's, it's kind of like a scab, Right, the longer it stays there, the harder it gets, and you got to pluck at it and uh, chip at it, and you know you got to go through all kind of antics to get rid of the thing. Um, and so we we always we have to be mindful that we are doing heart checks. And so 
what we do in that instant is um, we go through the process of number one, self-forgiveness, right? Right, we forgive ourselves first. After we go through the process of forgiveness, then we go into the process of re, uh, uh, repenting, right? Right, I repent for being proud. I repent, right, for being bitter. Uh, I confess it as sin, and I ask for the blood of Jesus to cover the sin and the consequence all the way back to Adam and Eve and throughout my bloodline, right? So when, when we do that, and then we ask that it be blotted out of the book of life and the books of hell, it's like it gives you a clean slate. Um, now, pride, it takes a minute for that to begin to lift. Some people get immediate deliverance. Sometimes he may make you go deeper to even to the place where pride first entered, right? And, and the more you start to pray the word of God, the Holy Spirit will begin to show you the places of entry, right? So usually pride happens in an effort to protect yourself, right? In an effort to cover yourself, which means that you don't rely on God to cover you for you. It's not intentional. It's one of those safety mechanisms that we employ to keep ourselves safe, right? So you begin to ask the Lord to open the eyes of your understanding and allow you to see the scrolls in heaven or the books in heaven that are written of you so you can get to the bottom of some stuff. Some of the times it's connected to iniquities. And remember, iniquities are all of the things that uh, occur in our bloodline. It could be transgressions. Transgressions are the things that you do um, that may not be deliberate, the things that the Holy Spirit will have to nudge you about, like, ah, that's, that's absolutely inaccurate, don't do that, or go back and repent, or sins. Sins are the willful things that we do. So remember, we struggle, we deal with, we overcome transgressions, um, iniquities, transgressions, and sins. Each one has a different level, right? Iniquities, family. Transgression, accidental. Sin, intentional, right? So that's an easy way to remember it. So when you are praying that you be absolved of the iniquities of your forefathers, you need to be specific. If the Holy Spirit shows you something that is direct bloodline connected and you know it, um, it could be uh, you had an old, nasty, perverted daddy. Let's just keep it 100. Um, who was doing stuff he ain't had no business. That's bloodline stuff, and surely it probably happened to him. So now you know exactly, directly how to pray. Or um, it could be that you were taking stuff from work to do your personal business. I'm guilty of that. I've done it. Um, th those are um, that it could kind of go, because I didn't really think nothing of it at first, to be real honest. Um, but you know, now as I'm more mature in the faith, I can't, you can't do that, girl. What is you doing? What is you doing? I was like, oh, 
you, Jesus. Right? So, so we have to identify the things that we are annihilating. Right? We cannot fix what we won't confess. We cannot correct what we won't confess. So it's really, really important that we confess our faults one to another so that we can be absolved of them and then move forward in our lives. So tomorrow, we just have one, uh, no, it's actually, it's two, but tomorrow we're going to go through some renunciations. Um, I'm going to give you um, renunciation scripts that are specific for specific things so that we can start to counter these things that we know we're struggling with via the trading floors, right? So we are exchanging demonic trading floors or um, oppositional trading floors for heavenly trading floors. We are exchanging the world culture for kingdom culture, and that's a process, but we'll walk through it together. I'm, I'm doing it. I don't know what nobody else is doing. I prefer, if I'm a, if I'm a whole queen, why in the heck would I live in an apartment? And I got a whole castle, palace, whatever. What in the world? We've been doing that. So I believe we are in the process of getting a Holy Ghost upgrade. Amen. Anybody else want to upgrade? I want to upgrade. I don't know about y'all, but I'm trying, yeah, to, okay. trying to move on. You hear me? I'm, try, I'm trying to get to the next. <laughs> Dion, Amen. quickly. Yeah. Good morning. Right. You said iniquities trans inic wait. Iniquities generational um uh, transgressions accidental and what was the other one? And just sin. Sin intentional. Sin intentional, thank you. Posting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dondre. Yeah, Dondre has a scribe anointing. Anybody else have any questions, comments, commentary, anything? I know this is a lot. <laughs> I'm not I'm not confused. I know it's a bunch. Um but I also know that that in a minute, see what this 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 stuff here is like riding a bike. Cuz once you know how to ride a bike, it don't matter how many times you fall off it, you're going to get back up and get right back on it. That's what we're trying to get. No matter what happens, I'm just going to get back up, get back on the bike, and get to riding. So um, y'all know I'll give you some time back in an instant. So I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to hold you. Um, I believe that this morning's dialogue was well invested. I think that. Um, we are on to something. Um, don't forget to go to the victory room and welcome um, Sharon. Uh, I'm excited about what God has given her to teach us. Um, and it'll probably be next level because all she do is spend time with a whole bunch of kingdom vernacular folks. So I'm super excited about that. Um, not just for me, but for us. And... Today is Tuesday. Pastor Laville is TNT this evening, and then we'll be right back tomorrow. It's a fasting day, so if you're fasting, kind of clear your heart and your mind. And if there be nothing else, I'm gonna give you back this time and get myself ready to actually go to work today. Amen. Amen. 
So with that said, um, I pray that you go and go in love. Be the Jesus somebody needs to see. And we'll meet you back here tonight, 7 p.m. with Pastor LaVille for TNC Bible Study. Thank you, Diana. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Absolutely. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.